0: I think I'm going to get the day of the week right today. (laughs) It is Thursday, Dream Theme Thursday. How could we not know if it's in the name? Dream Theme Thursday. Here we are. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope everyone's staying safe. I don't think anyone right now is actually immune to the issues that our world is facing. So just, you know, pay attention. Pay attention to paying attention. That's the best we've got. But today, we're going to pay attention to people's dreams, and I have two of them that I'm going to read today. One of them is, hi, Nadia, I have a new dream for the show. You were talking about some, what was this? There was, wait, she corrected, oh, that's weird. Okay, oh, there it is, a psychotherapist. You were talking about some psychotherapist about ego and the ability to recognize voices in our heads. Then I saw Kendall Jenner, reality star, pregnant. That's the dream. Thank you, as always. And, you know, here you're, you're, you dream of a celebrity because everybody sees celebrities and we tend to stick to some more than others. And we forget that they're just people because we don't hear them. Most of the time we just see them picture after picture after picture and they become part of our psyche. But the fact that you saw her pregnant and she's not pregnant is that you feel there's a lot you don't know about what you see. So like you see anything, you see a situation, you see anybody and yet you feel like there's more to that story that you don't know. And the way it coincides with, you have a psychotherapist, you know, and they talk about the ability to recognize voices in our head. That feeling of insecurity that ego brings with it, and you seeing someone you always see in your dream, but yet. They're pregnant, there's, there's something more to life, and you may not know what it is, and you may, but we associate with sometimes other people what we also may want or feel towards ourselves. But the ego, ego the ability of the ego is to get us to think it's us, not it. That it's us, not it. And then we see a celebrity and they're pregnant. There's more. There's more to that picture. There's more to that story. Even though she's not pregnant, or she is, I actually don't know. But the fact that you see that, pregnant, what does pregnant mean? It's a new birth. It's something that's coming. There's more to the story. You don't know what it is yet. It's a girl or it's a boy, even though now we have reveal parties. Can you imagine when I was a kid, people knowing? But yet by the time I got pregnant, they told me what I was having. So I knew well I was pregnant as well. But you, don't, you can't know until the baby's big enough for you to find out. And a lot of times we don't hear the rest of stories until enough facts come out for us to find out and then make a decision of whether or not we resonate with that message or that truth or not. But going back to the psychotherapists about the ego and the ability to recognize voices in our head, that is one of the hardest things to do in the beginning, But it does get easier over time. And that's the, hey, there's more to the story feeling about seeing a celebrity and they're carrying something and, and we're going on like that, is that the connection between the two is between like fantasy and reality. Think a reality star. But ego will sell you a fantasy as reality. I want you to think about that one. It will sell you a fantasy as reality. Oh, this would mean someone loves me. Oh, this will mean I made it. Oh, this will mean, and it goes on and on telling you what to expect. And then if you don't get what you expect, you will feel down because ego will take you there, but it will not help you. Recognize it, nor will it help you with the predicament you get into because of it. Recognizing the voices in our heads is what you're after. Recognizing that voice that is not yours, you are after a voice that tells you you are not worth fill-in-the-blank because it doesn't care what you fill-in-the-blank with. It just wants to take you down with the statement. thing to me how ego works. No matter who I have met, I don't care who they are or even why they are. They will come to me with a thought of some kind of ego-driven gnawing in their mind about who they should be compared to who they are. Think about that, who they should be. Ego just tromps into your brain and tells you, you are not enough because of your parents because of what school you went to because of what job you have because of your children because of your partner it'll go back into your past and make you mull over it and then just it's one of its best ploys is to just you know hunker you down through your past and not let you even get to the present let alone past the present to a future thought and then it'll make you think that every single thing in your life will change if this one thing right over here just happens And there you go. And this dream basically is about knowing what you know. So when we think about ego and you have a dream like this, I would definitely sit down with a pen and paper and write down who I am. I'm someone who's kind. I'm someone who likes to help people. I'm someone who understands the strength of kindness. I'm someone who sometimes believes the voice in my head, initially, but then I end up seeing it. I'm someone who feels insecure when it comes to partnerships. I'm someone who may misread my situations at times, hence seeing a celebrity and they're pregnant and they're not actually in life. You just don't know what you don't know. I'm someone who wants to build a life I enjoy. I'm someone who tends to fall for the games of insecurity. So as you write all that down and then you hear that voice in your head, that tells you you're not worth Anything you can say, hey, wait a minute, I'm worth more than that because I wrote that list and I know that I'm someone who's kind. I may not have all the answers, nobody does, nobody does, but we're all working towards our answers, and some answers we get, and some don't come right away. But you know what, ego, if I had all the answers, I'd actually be pretty bored. But I am busy doing this, and I don't want to interact with you. I don't want to interact with you because I can actually recognize that that's who's in my head, and that's not me. That is not the original me. So when you talk like that and you have that level of calm even in your hardest hit ego story you will be able to recognize what's you and what isn't. Ego has got some really good ones. I mean, you know, the, the Tougher the situation, the louder it tries to speak because it creates chaos. If they change the word ego, I always talk about changing words, but they'd be so much more descriptive. But if we didn't call ego ego and we called it chaos, we would understand better what we're dealing with. Oh, that's chaos. Chaos. Oh, wow, that's chaos. Imagine you your, your different point of view if you use the word chaos. We're changing so many words on this show. But that's why we get steered off because egos like this obscure, oh, they have a big ego, oh, that was my ego, we see it in each other, we don't like it, but when it's us, we justify it. It has all these different, it's like the chameleon of our lives. But if we just called it chaos, we would know what it was. Just like if we called a problem a challenge, we would know what it was. A problem is a dead end. Ego is a dead end. A challenge we overcome. Chaos we understand. Think about that. So I hope that helped you. With your dream, because ego is one of those things, there's days where I catch it. I just catch it. Try to slide in and take away from who I am and make me feel like, oh, no, you really want this. And then I'll go, no, I don't. I I never ever wanted that. Why would I want that now? And it's gone. But if I said, oh, no, I don't. I don't want that. And I start fighting with myself. It says, oh yes, you do. Look, I'll show you this little thought you had here. I'll say, that was you too. That wasn't me. That was you too. Ego. Chaos. You don't get to hijack my day. You just don't get to hijack my day because that's what it does when we are listening to ego we weaken on all fronts everything we do starts to shape around this insecurity that makes ego feel very powerful Because chaos breeds more chaos. And that's all it wants to do to you. It wants to take you down, and your job is to build yourself up through it, which is the whole point of ego. But when we don't look at it that way, we get under it, and it can make us do so many horrible things, not only to ourselves but to others. If we listen to the first thing, it will get us there if we keep listening. So that's just something to think about. But if I were you, I would look at calling my ego chaos so you can see the reality of what those thoughts are, and you will forever have that gift and that tool for the rest of your life. Okay, I have another dream, and it's, good morning, Nadia. I had the funkiest dream. A hummingbird flew into my mouth and fed from it as if I was a flower. I was afraid to swallow it, so I kept pulling it out a bit, but it wanted to be in my mouth. It didn't disturb, it, it didn't not disturb me. I felt honored to experience such a miracle. What a wonderful dream. Oh, maybe you can do the dream about the person who tried to kill me and got arrested in Japan, too. I don't even know where that dream is. I don't know, I must have um, gotten too much mail in too short of a time. I felt so free after that threat was gone. Okay, so we're going to stick with the hummingbird. Because a hummingbird, there's something very special about hummingbirds, which we all know, even when we see them, we're like, oh, my God, there's a hummingbird. And they're like these little things. But if a hummingbird ever got close to you, You would not believe how loud the feathers are when they're flapping and how fast. Because one day, I was on a walk. I know this, this is crazy, but I was walking one of my many, many millions of walks. So I'm walking, and I was in front of this golf course, but like there was a street dividing the golf course. It was about five o'clock and nobody was around. There wasn't even like wind, you know, it just was one of those surreal moments where you're the one moving, but nothing else is. I always call those like picture moments. You're moving in this picture, right? But everything is there. And then all of a sudden, and this is real, this wasn't a dream. The hummingbird came in front of my face and just flapped its wings. And all I could think of, wow, that, that's such a loud noise. And it almost sounds the way a propeller of an airplane actually sounds, just the propeller part, not the whole engine and all of that. And then I, I for a minute, thought, what if it pecks my forehead, because that's where it was in front of, and starts pecking my forehead with that long, very hard beak. But it didn't. And I don't know how long it was. It was like earthquake minutes, probably 30 seconds, more or less. But I have to say, I'll never forget that moment. So I looked up hummingbirds, and I found out that hummingbirds have fantastic memories. They remember each flower. And they know somehow how to get to that flower. Their brain is about 4.2% of their entire body weight. And so they have the largest brain to body proportion of any bird that exists. They also have other records that they beat. When it comes to other birds. Because they're so tiny. It's like that compact car with all the power. But the average hummingbird. Actually has about 900, 900. feathers. And the humming sound. That's created by their wings. And the high frequency. That's actually audible to us. Which is what I heard. And how they hover in mid-air as they flap about 12 beats per second makes them super, super special and something to study, right? But they, they know where they've been and they know how to get there again. And they're the only birds that can fly backwards, and they can fly upside down. The design of their wings is different than most other types of birds. And they have a very unique ball and socket joint in the shoulder that allows the bird to rotate its wings 180 degrees in all directions. So it is like the all encompassing miracle machine that we look at and were fascinated by even before we knew all these facts about the bird. But it's also looked at as a spirit animal in the world, and there's a huge meaning in that because when my father died, my father was fascinated by hummingbirds. Two weeks after he died, I had my first speaking engagement at a church in Arcadia called the Santa Anita Church. And I was being filmed. I had my friend filming me on a phone at the time. And while I was talking, there was a hummingbird hoovering and hovering over out by the window behind me. And I thought, that's so weird. And I always associated them with my dad. Then I met someone whose wife passed away. And she loved hummingbirds as well. And at his house, the hummingbirds show up from time to time. And the minute they do, and he's agnostic by nature, he says, oh, my God, my wife is visiting. There's a whole long history of folklore and symbolism built around a hummingbird. And their behaviors are influenced by the spiritual presence of angels and guides and loved ones that have passed on. People think of a hummingbird in that way, spiritually, for the spiritual communities. And they try to send you messages. There's eight actual written down spiritual messages. And then there's someone else who has nine spiritual messages. And what does a hummingbird Symbolize, And you could go on and on and find out all of this stuff. But the most important part of it is it all goes back to positive messaging. Hummingbirds are associated with positive messaging. So what kind of messaging comes? Because one was in your mouth and fed from it as if it were a flower. So it had a memory. And it came back to you, and it fed from you. And you felt honored in your dream without sensors or anything like that to stop it. So if you see hummingbirds, this is generally what goes on, is that you're learning to be more flexible with all the changes in your life, whatever they are. Because hummingbirds appear erratic and they shift positions quickly. And you have to ask yourself, do I desire the changes? Because hummingbirds are like that door that opens and you walk through it and you're like, oh, wow, why didn't I walk through this before? Because they're so tiny and so powerful and so magnificent and so flexible that they embody all hope. they add an extra emotional like sweetness to life and they show up to show you how to take in the joy in all areas of your life they bring to you that feeling that hey i can express my love can feel the people around me care That is the magic in the air that is brought to us through that synchronicity of landing in front of one of the fastest moving birds of our time. And yet you got a moment with them and the serendipity of life. And it brings to us, to you in your dream a greater awareness of like repetitive signs, things you do over and over again and they may be helping you, not hurting you, like working hard or constantly looking for what to look for. Humming birds appear near and they are reflecting that super positive side of our lives by showing us the joy in the smaller things so all of that is revolving around your life right now to the point where you couldn't swallow it because you don't need to eat it you just need to enjoy it and it came in your mouth to tell you you are part of that magic It's telling you, hey, hey, it's important that you honor the small things in life because when you do, you can let go of the heavier, toxic things because the small things bring you so much joy that you can actually see what's toxic. Give yourself the gift Of quiet and silence and presence without having to sit in a corner and hum like a hummingbird, ironically. Because the hummingbird hums busy, not when it is inactive. They can't even sit still. It is a reminder that your resilience will overcome any obstacles that you have in any given moment of your life. Pay attention to the thoughts that you have that are filled in abundance. I can do this. I can do that. There's no reason why I can't unless I say so. But this little powered animal, this little powered bird is a reminder to any of us. And thank you for your dream because I think we all needed to hear these things today that shift our perception to create abundance. And not abundance like, I'll have all the money I want and I'll have all the food I want I'll get everything I want. But you get to become what you believe, which brings you that feeling of overwhelming joy within yourself and peace within yourself. Because the hummingbird is in a tireless pursuit for finding sweetness. And it remembers where it found it and it keeps going back and forth. And it can travel over 2,000 miles to reach a destination, that little bird can go from here to Chicago and they're magical in the way they use their wings. And the flowers that they go to for sweetness are many of the flowers that help us and that heal us. So thank you for your dream. I can't believe my time is up. I could talk about hummingbirds all day long. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil.